0: Go on, then. What are we watching? Oh, what about,
1: uh... End the, uh, with Skystream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman, all in one place. for just 25 euro a month for 12 months. Search Skystream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply.
3: wherever you get your podcasts
4: download the top rated ball sports app today for the latest odds on weekend GAA action and great money back offers on every televised championship game GAA betting with ball sports bring it on You're listening to The Throw-In, the GA Championship podcast on independence.ie.
0: Hello, I'm Frank Roach and on this week's show, Tipperary and Kilkenny are set to do battle once more for Hurling's most precious piece of tin, the Lee McCarthy. Can Brian Cody's team make it another All-Ireland 3 in a row? Or will Tip prove they have the mental fortitude to finally topple the reigning champions? We'll be hearing two, uh, from two legends of the game Kilkenny's Henry Shefflin and Tipperary's Owen Kelly. Plus Leon Blanche from Boyle Sports will be with us for some value bets around Sunday's final. Henry and Owen welcome to the show and Henry first um, was there near exit of Kilkenny against Waterford in the semi-final was that the shock that this team needed to jolt them back into full life do you think?
1: Well I'm sure they would have rather if they didn't get the shock to be honest but I think it's, it's sometimes you know the lads are going for three in a row, they've had Major success over the last couple of years, so sometimes and maybe you know the general public, the media, maybe got a bit carried away with what it is, and I can see things sometimes. So it is sometimes nice to get a shot like that, especially when you have a chance of redemption following Saturday night. And um, I think Kenny learned a lot, as they normally do with replays. And I think it always a replay, a history was shown in any sport suits the, the stronger team and the team that's favourites the week before. They probably learn a bit more, and they a little bit more aggression, intensity, and that's what Kilkenny brought the second day. So, yes, I definitely think it has marked their card well. And look, I don't think any of that would matter if if, if Kilkenny were playing uh, Tipperary in any Ireland final. they are going to be very much on the guard and got to be really looking forward to the game. So I think that's really played into it as well.
0: Right. And in normal circumstances, coming through a replay like that would, would, would make even better prepared for the final itself. But the flip side for Kilkenny is that there'll be no Michael Fenley on Sunday. How big of a factor is that going to be?
1: Yeah, Michael is a massive loss. Uh, a massive loss to the team because he's a, he's a massive player for Kenny. And, you know, the way the modern game has gone now is that the middle third, that that middle area of the field is so, so vital. Whichever team normally wins out there comes out on top. And I think Michael Finley's been one of the main players for Kenny over the years because of his physical strength, his leadership qualities, and just that, you know, that tenacious. That he brings to it and you know, you think of the tip the Kenny finals over the years and one of the memories will come to me is the hit on Shane McGrath, um, which Shane might like to hear about, but that kind of that's what Michael brings to the game and uh, he'd be a major, major loss. Um you no, know, I, I do think that Kenny have improved uh with the second game. I think the full back line, Shane Pender, Joey Holden, were very good the second day and I think they've got stronger as the year has gone on. I think that game will bring on some players. Colin Fenley came into form as well, so I know Michael's injury was a big loss, but I think there's a lot of pluses to be taken from the semi-final uh, replay as well.
0: Owen, uh, I suppose, like all these games, this is one that Tipperary have to win.
1: Yeah, I suppose
3: it is. You know, A lot of these players now are at the mature age of 27, 28. You know, and there's probably not too many more years to be contesting than... Hollerand and that. And you know, they've had the heartbreak over the last few hours they've played in of being beaten by Kilkenny. So, you know, I remember Eamon O'Shea, you know, before the last Hollywood, you know, he was saying, if not now, when like, do you know what I mean? Uh, so you know, it's hard to get to a final. So tipper there now. Um they're I think more mature, more focused is what I like about them this season, even the build up to the final now you know what I mean, there's not much about them in the press. It's very low-key, even around the local towns and villages. Usually, Tipperary would be hyped out of this world. Um I suppose Michael Ryan had a lot to play in that. He's his seventh season. He's experienced all the finals, uh, massive build-ups and maybe not-so-massive build-ups. So, he's he's got to right from that point of view of preparation. But, ultimately, it's when that ball is thrown in, like um Tipperary will know that the work ethic they put in the last day against Galway won't be sufficient enough uh, against Kilkenny. So, you know, you just have to attack every ball, get stuck in, and I think Kip will because they seem to be very physic- uh, physical, physically prepared this year. They're on their third or fourth season now with the same conditioning coach there and that they have the hurling to match. Uh, they turned in some of their best performances against Lecaney down the years, but it's just to get that winning mentality when they hit the front to drive it on, not to be just happy maybe being a pint or two ahead that you go for the juggler and. Uh, Oh I think they have serious potential to do that on Sunday.
0: Oh and you mentioned that uh, the mentality around this fixture. I can remember talking to you and talking to you back in February ahead of the league game in Nolan Park between these counties and uh, I'd looked at Tipperary's record against Kilkenny since they won the All Ireland final of 2010 and at that stage i read nine Kilkenny wins, two Tipperary wins, both in league matches in Thurles and one draw. Um and, of course, what happened that day, were two points ahead with maybe five or six minutes to go and Kilkenny won by five.
3: Is that a factor? The league match in February, no. It won't be a factor. But it, I was disappointed with it now coming out of Nola Park that day because, you always know, you always... You'd, you'd like to get an edge over Kilkenny down in their home patch. And uh, I think maybe a couple of positional switches maybe could have been made that day in the half-back line. They weren't going well. They were made maybe on the 68, 69 minutes. So it didn't... No, tactically probably we didn't get it right that day but um, you know, look, Sunday's a different ball game. It's an all Ireland final than that you know, and I think the John McGraths, the Michael Breen, Seamus Kendi's, all these guys have got great experience but I do think Michael Ryan has a big part and his manager team will have a big part to play. Uh, I will look back on the 14 all Ireland final replay and I think Kenny will want the game to be a carbon copy of that game where they kept it tight at the back, had space up front for, for Collins, Colin Fenley towards the end of the game. He kind of got influential scores. Um, You know, Tip kind of needs space. And, you know, the positioning of the likes of Noel McGrath and Bubbles, or Tip's sharp shooters, um, you know, if they position maybe maybe like some midfield and centre-forward, you know, that can create space inside because they have the ability to score outside. So, you know, I think the tip management will have to react very quick. We've seen in the past where Brian Cody has reacted to get these top players uh on the ball in possession, uh, that that they get the scores. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be very intriguing, but the fundamentals and Brian Cody obviously is like her your work rate and you know, Mick Ryan, I'm sure will be happy, man, after two or three minutes if he sees the tip boys really getting down and 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 Dirty early on in the game, getting stuck into the rocks and, and turning over Kirk in and but you have that then the you know the, the natural ability can 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 flow through, but you do need a couple of positional switches if your main guys aren't getting on the ball. So I think that's where people need to react someday if you've got any chance of winning this game.
0: Henry, would you agree that, that Brian Cody will be kind of intent on, on avoiding the type of shootout that the drawn final of two thousand and fourteen became?
1: Um I I would imagine so. I think Michael Ryan and Brian uh, Courtney won't want that kind of a game as much as it is for the spectacle um, for the for the spectators. It's probably it's not great for a manager to watch, and you know the defensive setup just um, be so open. So I would imagine Brian is always a way of keeping things tight, um, you know, and, and that's that's the way. Does that mean he puts extra bodies back? Absolutely not. But I think it works as a unit. I think the defense that day just coughs up too many scores because. They were under so much individual pressure with their own performance. Normally, what you see with the is that they have a good handle on their man and they're able to support their, their defender beside him. And I think that that was stretched very much that day because all six defenders were probably finding hard to contain the Tipperary forward. So um, that was different uh, in the replay, and you could see that cohesive unit that we normally associate with the Kenny defenders. So I think that's what Brian wants, and I think that's what every team wants to be honest. So. Um, that's, that's what he'll be hoping
0: for on Sunday Right because uh, I mean the the talk after the drawn match was this was the best game of all time but you got the impression afterwards that Brian Cody as a spectacle much preferred day two that day now maybe that just boils down to the result and that's all ultimately he wants well, is, I, I, uh,
1: I I think a lot of it some of it definitely does boil down to the result as well but I think the second day was a brilliant game as well um, and that's not to take I think the first day was more probably you know I, we, we sometimes see ourselves at a challenge ma- match. It was an All Ireland final, but it was so open and there wasn't that much hitting or intensity. It was more just unbelievably point scoring, goal scoring. So I think, uh, and we, we look at the football match last weekend, it had that, but as well as that, it had that intensity. I think the second day, obviously, I think there was a lot more intensity, and Kilkenny obviously upped the level for that for the Reef, the Ireland. So I think that's the kind of style Brian wants, and uh, that's what's flavoured Kenny over the years
0: very good Michael Verney wants
5: to come in here uh, Owen just your old buddy in the full forward line there Lar Corbett was uh, making a strong case for Bubbles to be held in reserve on Sunday I'm just wondering what your own thoughts are on that he thinks kind of the bit of magic maybe coming in off the line with 25 minutes to go could tip the scales do you think Michael Ryan can afford to hold him in reserve
3: I don't think he can now personally uh, I'd be starting Bubbles uh, I'd be probably giving him a role maybe out there around centre forward something different um, you know Kilkenny might be looking at maybe the likes of Bonner Mars centre forward, and they might be your American uh, Kieran Joyce or Jackie Turl type player to physically go head to head with Bonner Mars So you know, if you if you if you were throwing something different at him, uh, with the likes of uh, Bubbles, number eleven, centre forward, so you know, he can score from seventy or eighty yards as easy as he can score from twenty five or thirty yards. So that's what I'd be doing with Bubbles. Um, you know, he has the ability to clip five, six pints and play at his ease, like so. Um, you know you're taking a chance 20-25 minutes to go if you're four or five pints down. you know It's not the ideal scenario to come into a game whereas I think you need a player with that, that skill, that mentality for the big day. He He's kind of a guy that the bigger the day, the better he seems to really play. He had a super all final in 2014. He's four all all-earned. He scored five and play at crucial times when people were two or three pints down near the end of the game. When it's tense, he clipped uh, lovely scores off, off the wing and uh I'd be starring him because um, you know, if he's on his game early he lifts he himself the team and the supporters around
0: Henry uh, no more than Michael Ryan uh, Brian Cody has a couple of big uh, selection decisions to announce probably on Friday night uh, with first Michael Fenley gone but there may also be another change in the attack that started against Waterford I'm, I'm guessing what way do you see it going on that front?
1: I was around to Kenny yesterday with work, so um, there's a lot of rumours, as with any team associated with Brian. Um, I think Conor Fogarty will go back into midfield, especially with Michael's loss now. Um, Conor was having a brilliant season out there, so I think he'd be most comfortable out there, and he's been uh, you know, a great engine in that midfield again. So I would see him stepping out, so that obviously leaves um, a place in centre half back. Normal. Everyone's thinking because we don't we don't see training. You're thinking Kieran Joyce did a job in Bonar the replay, so you automatically think that will happen. So, um the rumor around Kenny is that it's between himself and Robert Lennon, who had a very successful uh, start of the year in the league campaign and and had a good Leinster championship as well. So, uh, the rest of the backs will stay the same. Uh, I think we're kind of to going to midfield. I think Richie and TJ both play there their um, midfield. Uh, Richie Hogan. So I think one of those will definitely uh, move forward to send a forward position or wing forward position. And uh, like that, I think uh, Mark Berrigan worked very hard the last lean Leans Blanchfield was another rebel out of half for Brian and uh, his form seems to be holding up. So he performed very well in the semi-final. He'll definitely be starting. So uh, it's probably Mark Berrigan, whether he gets in there or someone like John Joffar comes back into the fold again, um, which uh, there's talk of that. So I think there will be a couple of definite changes in Kilkenny. Um, but I think Brian, uh I said, will do the same. Just talks of and not going on Kieran Joyce and all this. I, I think McLean is a very settled team, and he, uh, I think Owen will probably really, they will probably say very similar. The bubbles is a big call, but I think Brian will make those couple of calls as well. But I think the thing for around Kenny yesterday and just listening to people is that no one really knows, and uh, people are not quite sure. And I think that's the way Brian likes to keep players. Uh, and keep his team, that they're very much not quite sure of themselves until the team sheet turns on Friday night.
0: And and as a player, I mean, OK, you were a guaranteed starter for, for nearly every of your 15 or 16 years with Kilkenny, but was there that uncertainty until that 8 o'clock or whatever time it was, announcement on the Friday night?
1: I, I, I would imagine, I'd say, the couple of players that are vying for the position know there's a good chance they could be playing. I would say Brian will be speaking to this week, be ready. We're not quite sure. Be ready, be ready. I would say the people that get the nod will have a phone, uh, have a conversation with them as they talk around Friday evening, you know, so uh, and maybe even last night as well. So I would think a lot of the players, you know, will think they're in the reckoning, and, and it's obviously down to four or five players. So um, there'll be a couple of disappointed and a couple of very happy people, I think.
0: And like, oh yeah, Michael Verney wants to come
5: back in here again. Just quickly, on you were just mentioned there about what Eamon O'Shea said in two thousand and ten. Do you think like it's it's six years since then? Do you think it's a case of if not now, when again for this team?
2: Sure, like it's very hard to, it's very hard to
3: get to an All Ireland final. Like, do you know what I mean? So you, you can't just turn around and say, oh look, we, if we get there next year, we will be Kenny. You know, they're getting a bit older. or you know, it's it's very hard to get back to an All Ireland final. Monster alone is going to be minefield next year, so like you know, these chances don't come around too often. So as I said, the players are now mature at 27, 28, uh, that age group. Like so, you know, if they're back in the hotel Sunday night, sitting around looking at one another saying we've been beaten like Kenny another on the final, it's 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 very disheartening. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's very soul searching. You're wondering where do you go after this? You know, now you have. a couple of younger players who won't carry that baggage like you know what I mean the Kyle Barrett the John McGrath the guys playing the first all and they, they can be sometimes the guys that actually spring to life on the day and maybe score their, their crucial goal or get 2-4 points in play we'll say that win the game ultimately for you but uh, you know like talk is cheap like you know what I mean when you get the chances you just want to grab it by the scruff of the neck and I don't think Tipperary have the last time they've played McKinney in All-Ireland but just something about the team i like to look at them this year and uh, I think we're all hoping that, you know, that, that small bit of directness, aggression that's there and that, you know, that hurt of losing so many times in these big finals that, you know, that ultimately gets them over the line the weekend. It
0: sounds like, uh, well, I'm sure you're speaking with your heart, but are you speaking with your head as well that you think Tipperary will win on Sunday?
3: Um, I, I'm definitely speaking with my heart that they'll win, right? But uh, positionally, I suppose a few changes now, it might come down to that because I think... Uh, well, if if it's like the fourteen final, which I think I, Tip, looking back on it, you could never see Tip winning that day. Uh, Kilkenny totally dictated kind of the play. Um, they kept it very congested at the back for Tip in that, and uh, you know, Tip were kind of hanging on for a finish to keep in the game. They got a goal near the end, all right, which made it made it a bit closer. But um, you know, Tip probably need to hit the ground running early, and a bit like Watford, maybe in the semi final the first day. Well, they kind of dictated the pace of the game, kept the three, four pints ahead and had Kilkenny chasing the game, which you don't see too many times. So if Tip can get into that kind of a groove, I think they'd be in a, in a better in a better position.
0: Very good. And Henry, uh, when I was talking, to, uh, I asked Owen earlier about that head-to-head record uh, between Kilkenny and Tip dating back to 2010, which is what, I think, 10 Kilkenny wins, two Tip wins and just one draw. Do you think that Kilkenny the current Kilkenny squad will will retain that kind of level of self-belief that no matter how tight this game is on Sunday that when it comes to the last 5 or 10 minutes they will find a way to win it
1: yeah I, I think that because that's the culture they've grown up in you know we can't I can't remember the 60s when Tip had that upper hand you know but I can I, I've listened to it often enough so um, but I think the current generation of players they're used to Kilkenny beating Tipperary and that's that's the simple being and and You know, I think that is there. I think what else suits Kilkenny is that, you know, for some reason, uh, it started out Kilkenny were favourites for the championship. I know you have one of the bookies coming on, but it's now Tipperary. So I think that all plays into Kilkenny's hands. They're going for three in a row and they're not favourites. I think Michael Fenley's injury has knocked somebody, you know, the the profile out of Kilkenny's chances as well. So um, all those things, because Kilkenny, every game they go into are used to being favourites. So... Um, this probably suits them that they're being written off a bit played down that you being know, talked up so um, all those things and behind it all they know that that record is there and it's there with the past number of years and a lot of these players have been involved in creating that record
0: Great stuff OK well unless we're here in three weeks time discussing a replay thanks a million for joining us gentlemen Thanks guys uh, Michael first what way do you think this is going to go?
5: Yeah it's very hard to call you kind of You'd be changing your mind Every time you think about it But the the closer it gets To the day You're just kind of thinking I keep thinking in my head it's, it's set up for Tipperary But that's Typical Kilkenny Kind of ground Isn't it When you're expecting Them to be beaten They're rarely Rarely beaten And I think the shock That they got against Clare in the league Completely woke them up For the championship Then they got a massive shock Against Waterford They were on the line But now You know Now they're really Really battle-hardened Even more so than normal and I just think they'll have that bit extra. Like Tip have a seri have some serious threats up front, some serious goal threats. But I, ju- I think I just even I, I know if Henry was playing, I think he'd be picking up someone like Seamus Kendi. I can see, I can see them just picking maybe a few targets there. Mickey Cal was maybe on farm earlier on in the year, got a bit of a, got a bit of trouble the last day off. Jason Flynn. I think they'll target those those sort of lads. Maybe Walter Walsh on Potty Matter to try and neutralise his effect and I just think I just think it's going to be the usual scenario again I just think they're going to grind it out by two or three in the
0: end Connor, do you think is that where Brian Cody comes into his own in these scenarios where invariably he gets most of the matchups the big matchups right on final day
4: Yeah and an interesting one is how they compensate without McFenley I remember like he, he has routinely ritually and almost habitually been very very good against Tipperary I remember even the league final in Nolan Park a couple of years ago when they pushed him onto Paddy Poddymar and Poddymar then, as now, was the source of, you know, all calm in the Tipperary backline. And I think the first thing McFenley did was put him on his arse. And the second thing he did was set, score a goal. I think he ended up with 2-1 that day in Nolan Park. And, you know, a fella like that, a fella whose, you know, raw physicality, whose physical size, I, I think you find it really, really hard to replace. Like there is, Cody said it at his press night, there's no... There's no swap there. You know, whatever Kenny are gonna do in the middle of the park, they're gonna do something different. But that might suit them as well, because the last set they pushed Connor Fogarty back to centre back, um and he tried to man mark Ozzy Gleason. But when like they they push McFenley forward onto Tig De Borker for their own puckouts to make sure he didn't win them. But like how do you find a way of making this work for him? Like Fogarty would be a man marker, will he make sure that you know Benny Maher doesn't get forward for scores? Because looking at the Tipperary forward line, okay you'd imagine Bubbles comes back in because Niall Amara, his direct replacement, didn't play well the last day. He was taken off. Bonner Amara isn't quite as prolific this year as he has been in previous years. And for all the good work that Dan McCormack does, and I think he's vital to their attack this year, he's not particularly prolific either. So, you know, if you limit what's coming forward from midfield, uh, you know, you take into account that the two lads, Bonner and McCormack, are going to work very hard and set other fellas up. And OK, John McGrath is a massive addition in terms of scoring. I mean, I still think that, you know, if Kilkenny get their matchups right defensively, they will stop Tipperary scoring. For all the talent that they have there, um, well, you know, you'd know, imagine they'll go, probably go Paul Murphy on Seamus Callan. He's probably a better bet than Joey Holden if they go one-on-one on the edge of the square. But again, like, Callan didn't have a great game. Like, the, the best thing that he did in the semifinal was that he kind of, he moved away from the square. Uh, and it meant that Tipperary could go long to John McGrath. Uh, and once they went long to John McGrath, then they got... They got great joy out of it, but until then, like you know, Callan hadn't, he hadn't really done it. Yeah, Cody
5: has gotten the matchups right, like invariably nine times out of ten. And the big days, the big players, you know, Jackie taking out Lar. Numerous times, Paul Murphy has been able to take out guys as well. I think he took out Bonner in one of the games. Kieran Joyce coming in on Bonner as well. Invariably, they just seem even to be Bla- able to shut even Blanchfield the
4: last day. Yeah. Like, like Blanchfield wasn't deemed good enough to come off the bench in the drawn game. No more than you know in the 2012 final. The first day, uh, Johnny Cohn had a brilliant game in the corner. The second day, some fellow called Walter Walsh, we'd never he- heard about, came lumbering in alongside him and it won them the game. And that's brilliant. Like that's just brilliant management and. For all Cody tries to downplay it himself and say that it's you know it's Harlan and you throw the ball in and everyone wins their battle. Like he, he is routinely brilliant. And the other thing as well is if you go through it since Cody took over, maybe discard ninety-nine because it was his first year getting his feet under the table. Their record in finals is just incredible. The 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 things that affect all sports teams in major finals, pressure Expectation, nerves—it doesn't seem to come to bear on them. If the I was, only
5: time it got them in probably was 2010. Yeah, maybe was there was an abortion. element to
4: that. Maybe there was an element to that, and they they had to, you know, go through the stuff with Henry and all the rest of it. But even at that, that Tipperary team was coming to its absolute peak of its powers. Like, you know, you had fellas like Brendan Cummins and Lara Owen and at the same time, Norma Graham, Paddy Marr and these fellas come through. So it's like and when you look back now, it's like it's an aberration. Like they had a down year in 2013 when there had a lot of injuries and a lot of transition. But you know, save for that year. When they were at their peak form, they they, they they never failed to perform in finals. And one out of 12 finals,
5: and the day they did lose, minus Henry, minus Brian Hogan, playing John Tennyson centre-back with a cruciate injury. like You have to take this into effect as well. Like They have delivered. They've always yeah. delivered on the big
0: no. day. OK, I'll play devil's advocate here. I mean, back then, when you went through the list of subs that Cody had to call on, and look at it now.
4: Yeah, but... Blanchfield was one of those You know what I mean And we didn't think anything of him y- Yeah and
0: but are we guaranteed That Blanchfield will Produce a brilliant performance in No the but final? So-
4: somebody else Who we've never heard of might You know I mean this is the point Is that You know We have these ideas About players From what we've seen But you know The guys on the Kilkenny bench That we haven't seen Are playing Must be playing To a really really high standard To be first of all Getting selected On the basis Of what they've done either at senior club level in Kilkenny, and then to get close to coming off the bench because of what they've done internally. And that's, that's you know, we could call it Walter Walsh syndrome or Liam Blanchfield syndrome. You know, if you're there and you're coming into the equation for selection, despite the fact that we haven't seen them, despite the fact that we don't have any great appraisal of their talents, they have to be hurling at a serious level. They yeah.
0: absolutely have to be. Walter Walsh was coming off a relatively successful under-21 team. Uh, but they got to an All-Ireland semi-final anyway, at least, if not the final that final. year. Kelly haven't been producing those players in the last few years. Like, you know, there isn't another TJ Reid. Coming down the tracks from what we can see, and there there isn't another yeah, Richie Hope. There was Hogan, John Joe Farrell
4: for the first couple yeah. of games this year. You know, like John Joe Farrell's a fellow who, you know, wasn't a particularly decorated underage player. Had been knocking around the scene for four years without getting picked, and he had two nine on the board after two championship matches so. in the Leinster Championship, and he didn't deliver in the drawn semi final. No, no, and no, was and gone he, the next day. He was dropped straight away. But like, it's all part of the process of getting to the final. You know, like I, I don't know. I just think that whatever goes on, you know, we talk about conveyor belts. And I think it's really unfair on, on you know, the work that managers do internally. I think fellas that might have something about them, a fella who might have a bit of pace, a fella who might be a natural scorer, a fella who might be physically strong, like a Walter Walsh. I think that once that's spotted, that they have something. No more than Kevin McManaman as a footballer when he was, like, he was a limited enough footballer when he joined the Dublin senior squad, but he had that very direct threat. The work that goes on, the coaching that goes on, and more so in Kilkenny than anywhere else, where, you know, they haven't had, since Richie Hogan, really, they haven't had some player who was a minor that everybody talked about. They didn't have a, you know, a Joe Canning. They didn't have um, an Austin Gleeson, you know, who was an outstanding minor that you knew for certain was going to make it at a senior level. Yet, they are the team who, routinely hold the Lee McCarthy Cup in September and just Lara's comments yesterday about
5: holding bubbles in reserve, to me he actually said it directly, he said I'm not sure if we have, we have a good sub-bench, he said, but then he contradicted himself essentially saying, I'm not sure if we have that player that can come on and do something special you know, so that, that's a worry their sub-bench is not, like in 2010 Seamus Hennessy came on and hit a point Benny Dunn came on and hit a point, you know they had these lads come in, I'm not sure whether those players are there with them either
0: yeah, I mean, the likes of Jason Ford, I mean, I think he, he shoot the lights out against Dublin he first did, round yeah. the league. Mm. He's been a, seen a, held up as a player of huge promise for a couple of years now. But, you know, maybe we should be seeing more of him.
4: Mm. I just think on the Bubbles thing, I think you have to start him because the idea that you're somehow going to con- contain Kilkenny and then for 20 minutes bring in somebody like Bubbles who'll produce something outrageous. I think you need the players on the pitch that can do the outrageous just to make sure that it's a close game going down the stretch. And then, I mean, I... I, I you know, you're, you're you're putting a huge amount on Seamus Callanan and John McGrath and Noel McGrath if you don't play Bubbles. That's the way I would see it. And, like, he's a brilliant hurler. Like, if you were drawing up your best forward line, your top six forwards, Bubbles absolutely gets in the conversation. Technically, it? he's just unbelievable. Extraordinary. extraordinary.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's part of the issue then with Tipperary that we don't really trust him. That in a tight game, we're going to say, not that there's an element of flakiness there, but you know, Kilkenny are going to be mentally stronger.
5: It's unfair, it is maybe unfair, but but could you trust them? Like, because invariably, t- take 2010 out, even in 2009, they had that All-Ireland there for them. They had the league final there for them and were beating in extra time. The 2011 final, 2012 semi-final, the 13, the game in Nolan Park, the 13 league final. You know, when you put the 14 final and replay, you know, when you put all these games together, like that, and that is baggage. Like, until they blow that whole thing away, you cannot, you just could not hold your hand. And that's why we will invariably go back to Kilkenny, because you know what you're going to get.
4: Yeah, there was the, even the drawn game, not Kilkenny's finest performance this year, but still, like the reason that they got the draw of it, very nearly got the win out of it, was that Kilkenny were doing the same things in the last five, six minutes of that game as they were doing at the start, whereas Waterford ceased to do the things... That got them to that position in the first place because the finish line was outside. And just it comes back to what we were saying about the kind of big game now and the lack of nerves and everything else. You know for definite, what Kilkenny are going to do? They're not going to underperform. And the other thing is that they have it like that rivalry that goes back between the counties. Like they've broken an awful lot of men. You know they've broken an awful lot of teams. They've you know there's Tipperary hurlers whose careers have been defined by losing to Kilkenny and that has to play in your mind a small bit like it's not it's not I know Owen was saying it's a a very low-key build-up but I can't not get into their psyche that like even the fact that the game there was tickets that went on sale on general sale online yesterday like for an All-Ireland hurling final I know a lot of people in Tipperary I've in-laws down there and a lot of them
0: someone married you
4: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them won't come to Crow Park on Sunday for fear of watching Tipperary be beaten by Kilkenny again that is a, a a real fear like they're just absolutely expecting Armageddon can I just say on that as well
5: when you look back at the 2010 team like you had Owen you had Lark Corbett, you had Cummins you had Declan Fanning I, I'm just not sure if that same calibre of leader is there like if Potty Matter doesn't play well can you envisage Tip winning I, I don't know if I can same with, same with the likes mm. of Bonner as well. I think well.
4: Michael Breen is a huge addition to them this year. I even think the players that have come in this year, Ronan Mar, Breen, Dan McCormick, Kennedy, I, John McGrath, definitely. I think they've made the team a more solid outfit. But like, it's just—it's all about Sunday. You just can't say for certain on Sunday. Like, If you took the colour of the jerseys away and the history and everything else, and you went on the basis of all performances this year and what we know about the two teams, my vote would go to Tipperary. But on the basis that every time in the past I've done that and tipped against Kilkenny they've won you just have to go with Kilkenny
0: that sounds to me like Conor McKeown is voting that a few more tip heads and hearts are going to be shattered on Sunday Michael what were you going yeah
5: it'd be the same probably a score in it but just down the stretch again I just think they'll find that little bit more Kilkenny
0: great stuff
4: Ball Sports will refund all losing in-play bets if the last score of your televised championship match is a goal. Download the Ball Sports app or get in store today for full details. GAA betting with Ball Sports, bring it on!
0: It's time now to have a look at some GAA bets for the weekend. On Leon Blanche from Ball Sports is on the line. Uh, firstly, Leon, uh, how did our bets fare on Kerry, uh, Kerry Dublin last weekend?
2: Um, I think uh, I think you guys were quite good. Um, I thought we we probably took the safer option. Um, I think we went with Kerry plus the points in the handicap I think we took them plus five points So there was no danger in that when when Dublin gave up up two very, very soft goals Um, But yeah, you lads had a good week So hopefully you can um, try and run that into the All-Ireland Hurling final on Sunday
0: Yeah, we've a lot of catching up to do though Um, Where is the money going this weekend? It looks like it's going everywhere People can't quite make up their minds
2: yeah, it is going everywhere. I think slightly, um, Tipperary were slightly, and I mean ever so slightly, underdogs um, in the lead up to this game. They were 6-5, to five, um, and Kilkenny were even money, but that's changed now, and both sides are currently available at 11-10 to 10 each. So it's very difficult for us to separate them. I think it's very difficult for supporters out there to separate them, and anybody who wants to have a bet in the outright odds for 70 minutes. Uh, I think the draw is proving quite popular in the last kind of 24 hours. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if this goes all the way. I don't think there's much between the two teams. I think from a Kilkenny perspective, it's great that they were able to win their replay over Waterford and get back into the final and go for three in a row. But I think if you're a Tipperary player or manager or selector or anyone involved or a supporter for that matter, I think you've got to take great heart from what Waterford should and probably needed to be Kilkenny on the first chance that they had in Crowe Park. They let it slip and they paid the ultimate price. But I think it's going to be one hell of a game. I think Seamus Callanan is going to be hugely important from a Tipperary perspective. He'd be my nomination to be the um, man of the match, which, of course, we have to settle it on the RTE Sunday game, man of the match, um, and that's how we settle that bet. So I'm going to go for Seamus Callanan. I think he will have the better of Joey Holden. And I think from a Kilkenny perspective, uh, looking at the likes of TJ Reid and Richie Hogan, they, of course, are pivotal if the Cats want to win three in a row. But I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I think it's going to be a great game of Ireland.
0: And do you find that uh, you've way more interest in Man of the Match uh, betting for the All-Ireland Final itself because there's probably such palaver about who gets the vote on the Sunday yeah. night?
2: Yeah, um, I think that's a fair comment. Um, I think everyone... Um, most people who watch the final, if they're not at it or if they're watching it on television, everybody seems to tune into the Sunday game to get the analysis. And of course, the RTE Man of the Match is a huge part of the proceedings when they go uh, to the winning team's hotel. If there is a winner, by the way, let's let's clarify that for this Sunday. But if there should be a winner, and um, of course there is great anticipation from the players to see which one of their colleagues will be named Man of the Match, and we certainly see an upsurge in bets four-man of the match, especially when it comes to the semi-final and, um, more particular, the final. And I just think, um, I think the likes of Seamus Callanan, uh, Richie Hogan, TJ Weed, they're the three players at the minute that would be the best backed with ourselves in the pool sport of sports. But we we'll wait and see. Um, I think a lot will depend on which players will be fit. There are a couple of rumours floating around. There's a couple of players for Tip and a couple of players for Kenny that are struggling with knocks. And maybe that's all hearsay, but we'll wait and see. But certainly for me, I'm going to have a few quid myself on Seamus Callanan to be uh, the Sunday game man of the match.
0: Very good. That leads us on to our weekly charity bet. Uh, we'll 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 ask Michael Verney for uh, first to hear where the Indo dot money is going.
5: Uh, Leon, we're going to split it this week. Uh, we're going to have 25 on the draw and. I wanted to back Brian Gavin for man of the match but we've opted with Owen Murphy uh, the Kilkenny goalkeeper instead uh, PJ Ryan was man of the match in 2009 and we think at big odds there might be a shout there just wondering what price he is uh,
2: When you've put me on the spot there I don't know exactly what price he is at the top of my head but he's going to be a big price I know that he's definitely in double digits the draw is available at 8-1 to one, and I'd have to say lads I'd be surprised that the 8-1 to one is still available come throw in on Sunday uh, certainly, I think a lot of people out there envisage this being one hell of a game, but also being a very tight game. I'm going to agree with both of you, lads. I think the draw, I'm going to split mine. I'm going to go 25 on the draw at 8-1. to And I'm going to put 25 on Seamus Callanan to be the Sunday game man of the match also at 8-1. to But definitely your selection for man of the match, it's a big price. I would imagine it's got to be around about the 16 to 1 mark, maybe even a little bit bigger. I'd okay. say you
0: can double that, Leon. Now, A goalkeeper, 100 <laughs> to 1, surely, no?
2: <laughs> well, listen, I don't, think, I don't think a goalkeeper will be 100 to 1 if uh, he makes a couple of vital saves and if his county were victorious. But look, because it's the final, go on, you've done me there. I'll give you a 50 to 1 on the goalkeeper to be man of the match.
0: Great stuff, Leon. Listen, thanks a million for joining us, and we'll chat to you again next week.
2: All the best, lads.
0: That's it from the throw-in this week. My thanks to Henry Shefflin, Owen Kelly, Michael Verney and Conor McKeown. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and we'll be back next Thursday for more from the Championship.
4: Ball Sports will refund all losing in-play bets if the last score of your televised Championship match is a goal. Download the Ball Sports app or get in store today for full details. GAA Betting with Ball Sports. Bring it on.